Welcome to Buy It's Cover, One Marriage's Journey Through Movie Night using only the covers of movies we find on streaming services. I'm 50% of the hosts, Kevin. And I'm the other 50% free. Which adds up to at least 100% of podcasty goodness right in your ear holes. <laughs> what what would push it over that 100% cabin other than having guest stars? More me. More you. <laughs> more more me. I'm I don't know if you know this pretty likable, okay? I am. Yeah, I mean I, I am uh I am gosh dang delightful, okay? Delightful. You know how delightful I am? I just effortlessly slunk into like a a Milwaukee accent. Um, I don't. I've been. We've been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, and yes. it is so hard to keep you guys engaged with just voice work because uh, y'all are just little murder hobos just waiting to stab your way through my adventures. I I don't think I've stabbed once as any of my D and D characters. That's because you insist on playing magical characters. So you're like, well, it's not sta- I can't be a murder hobo if I kill them with magic. It's the <laughs> magic that killed them, not me. I do like casting spells. Well, you put a spell on me when I saw you the first time. Oh, stop. Don't stop. <laughs> Seriously, folks, uh, she is a witch. Yeah. But uh, a good one. Right. <laughs> uh, acceptable one. Um, we are back with another movie uh, where we know nothing about it and I actually know nothing about this because the way that you handed, handled our picking a movie today was hey Kevin, we should record an intro and I was like okay and then you promised me tacos if I sped up the movie picking process that is not what happened at oh, all wait, I got tacos afterwards yeah it was because <laughs> I was like trying to rush through something but we got Amazon Prime baby yes Yep, we sure do. Yeah, we got uh, that Daddy Bezos money. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, we call him Sweet Daddy Bezos. No, <laughs> I call him Daddy Bees uh, when he's in when he's feeling frisky. I feel like you have given way too much airtime of our podcast to that dude. Because uh, I'm hoping Sweet Daddy Bees will uh, <laughs> throw at least like I don't know what an appropriate amount of money for the amount of coverage I'm giving him. I think it starts at a bajillion dollars for what I what I'm offering here. Um, I will negotiate down to a half bajillion. Half bajillion, okay. Yeah, that's final offer. Take it or leave it. <laughs> um, I'm sure his algorithm listens to all this. <laughs> yeah, mix it up. Yeah, that's why I I say the things that get us trending, like Sweet Daddy Bees. You see that on the Twitter daily. (laughs) Hashtag Daddy B. Yeah. (laughs) You got to add the bees because he's the bees knees. Oh, Kevin. So this movie you chose. um, Uh And do you want to put it up for our YouTube video watchers? Sure. I would love to put it up for our, our folks that are watching live not live the video i guess we don't do any of this live <laughs> no nope. uh, we've got we imagine could. folks what you're hearing has made it through several layers of editing that's a terrifying fact it's um, not true right. either yeah no we don't <laughs> edit shit yeah, excuse you i do all the editing and yes i do however you have been a very unreliable narrator today yeah you've lied like three times <laughs> Babe, I don't really remember how the day went. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. 
there were a lot of blank spaces to fill into my day. I, okay, I'm getting, this movie is calling my bluff. I had this thing set up to share the screen. Uh-huh. And it's just like, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to share your screen. And now are you seeing it? Nope. Nope. Okay. Son of a bitch. Sweet, sweet uh, technical difficulties of the googly mooglies. So, you know, the next time you try to give me shit for my editing and my producing skills, let's let's recall this moment right here. <laughs> uh, I, You know what? No, I'm not. I'm not going to I'm not going to make reference to this moment because through the magic of editing it never happened it never happened is there's no way this is going to end up on one of your goddamn reels six months from now where then somebody messages me and they're like yo are you this dumb on purpose and i'm like probably what are we referring to and then i have to act like i remember what i did on this podcast Oh, man. <laughs> I just, I love when people approach me and they're like, Kevin, you say some wild stuff. Do you remember what you say? No. No, no I never have. <laughs> I won't. I'll quote stuff for him. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You've quoted things from my actual life. Um, and I'll just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't recall that. All right. I know that's not a... That's not a way that went down. Gosh, damn it. I keep opening the actual movie instead of the freaking cover. <laughs> oh, we're spiraling. Oh, we're spiraling. Let's go. Uh, this is now a new podcast of how bad can Kevin be at the thing that he's been doing for two years? Um, <laughs> and here, here's the surprising part. Still pretty bad. Uh, still can be pretty, pretty bad. It doesn't help my case. It doesn't help me at all. Um, because there are like three very similar freaking covers to this movie. And so like, I think I'm getting the one that I want in the resolution that I want. And nope, it comes in either too small or it's the one where it's like, oh, nope. It turns out you were just looking at it and it's the one of her backwards. Like All running right. away from the camera. So, so God, you know what? You never get, and you guys are not getting this movie. In fact, the podcast canceled. We're just <laughs> technical difficulty. You know what? You're getting, God damn it. Even this one's not Kevin, right. None Kevin, of this is right. Kevin, look at your screen right now. No, God damn it. I was doing this. I was the one. You'll respect me as the one that was supposed to share his screen. I'm really glad you pulled that up because it was becoming a chore. All right. <laughs> um, my computer's having some glitchy stuff, so normally I would have this in a format where I could uh, zoom in and zoom out, but I, it's not going to work this time. So those of you watching on YouTube, uh, Google uh, Run Sweet, Sweetheart Run is the name of the movie we're watching. <laughs> yeah, it, look, guys. Uh, you're not getting us at our best right now. There's there's a whole <laughs> whole host of reasons going on. Com Bree's computer, uh, she hasn't taken loving care of it, and it is just is so slowly true. dying. Um, is it, well, it, I just like not dying; it's committing suicide, but it's just drawing it out. So on you. what I'm saying is, if you guys want to donate to a new computer for me, that would be just delightful. <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to tell you don't do that because she's going to just abuse it like she did this last one. Um, That's not true. 
Um, okay, so we are watching Run, Sweetheart, Run. Uh, it's a prime video movie, which Gavin already said. Um, the cover, believe it or not, has a girl running. <laughs> uh, she's African-American, and she was actually the lead actress in the Resident Evil series that was just on um, Netflix, which got canceled after the first season, uh, which I watched, but you did not. No, uh, you didn't even tell me about it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's I think you were li- living in Pittsburgh still when I watched it. Nope. I was just upstairs and I walked down and you were watching it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the cover, it says uh, from the producers of The Purge, The Invisible Man and Ma. Ma. I don't know what Ma is. But okay, I don't either. Also, it's a weird one to have in the Invisible Man as a credit. No, the, one, the new. I assume it's the one with Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, the new one. Yeah, with but that's Aldous, not like it was a beloved movie with Aldous Hodges in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you remember characters from Fringe? No, or not what, Fringe. I'm sorry. Uh, Leverage. There we go. Yeah, an even more forgettable show. Oh fuck you! I love Leverage, and they're doing another season of. Um, redemption which I'm super stoked about um, okay so this was written and directed by Shanna Festi I hope I'm saying that right uh, and it's F-E-S-T-E uh, it was also written by Keith Joseph Adkins and Keely Terrell uh, so uh, the lead actress who I'm assuming she's the lead because she's on the cover is running on what looks to be a deserted road, but uh, she's on the w- double mustard line. And um, behind her, it looks to be a blurry cityscape. All you can see is the lights, but with that many lights, it's got to be she's running from a city. Yeah, uh, which maybe she's doing a late night marathon. Uh, I mean, her face is very uh, dirty, sweaty. Her makeup is all smeared. She's wearing a beautiful red, like, cocktail dress uh, off the shoulder, but halter looking. Yeah. Um, She's trying to, she went there to a party. She had too (laughs) many cocktail weenies. She's like, oh, man, I didn't mean to have this many carbs. I've got to burn this gluten off. And she just went out for a run. Uh, barefoot on a road, dude. You, we know vegans that do weirder shit than this. <laughs> okay, um, so I don't know what you want from me. I'm making predictions and theories here. Kevin, uh, how would you explain the font that runs Sweetheart Run is in? Uh, it's a really cool uh font. That's one. It's a pink kind of neon outline. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the it's just the outline of the text and she as she's running is breaking through it in spots which mm-hmm. adds kind of a neat 3d effect to it um even in fact if we can't zoom in but i i actually paid attention to this is like oh they did kind of a good job on her hair and all i can think of is there was one person that was putting together this picture and had to go through and try to like cut out her hair and get the run in it there. And that must have just sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, they did it. They did a great job. Yeah. Um, she it, she looks like she's uh, going to go through some stuff in this, which I mean, I get it. If somebody made me run, I'd be like, um, you better be going to try to murder me. Yeah. That's the only way I'm getting out here. 
Um, so yeah, I I also think this could also be a sequel to just Forrest Gump, and it could be Run, Forrest, Run. I don't think it's going to be that, babe. Not with it also being The Purge and The Invisible Man. I don't know. Uh, this this could be those guys that the A24 people, no, not A24, Bloomhouse, that are like, wait, we take old properties and we revamp them. Uh, you know, because we're getting, this is the 2020s, baby. We're getting like an R-rated Winnie the Pooh because he made it into the public domain. <laughs> so who knows, man? Can you imagine what it's going to be like when Forrest Gump is able to be like a, a traveling axe murderer? He just runs from town to town. That'll happen <laughs> they, in like 2060. <laughs> they, uh, they just track like you see detectives with their murder board and they're like tracking it on a map and all of a sudden they makes they, it smiley we see they see uh on the news that Forrest is running and like where he is and where he's been and they put two and two together and it's like oh my god Forrest Gump is a serial killer yeah <laughs> okay it, it cuts to it and Jenny's name is it is the axe <laughs> he's I got it Jenny Mama said a human body is like a box of chocolates. It bleeds. <laughs> or he brings her a box of chocolates and what she thinks is a box of chocolates and he opens it or she opens it and it's all just eyeballs from the different people. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> yeah. How but is also, that? that'd be kind of fun. That'd be fun. That's a fun. That's a fun. Hey, Tom Hanks, got an idea for you. Here, we're, we're pitching movies to Tom Hanks. What if instead of Jenny being a person, like you said, is the name of his axe and it's like carved on his axe? Yeah. I want it to be like the Rosebud moment. They're like, who's Jenny? And then and then the last scene is like somebody getting their head chopped off and they just read the, the word Jenny etched into the into the axe head as it's coming down to slice off their head. Yeah, well, or it gets to that. Also, there's that scene where he uh, he meets Jenny and she tells him that she has a son with him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, is he like me? And everyone thinks, hey, does he mean that he's special like Forrest? And he means, no, is he a psychopath? Oh. Father-son murder trip. <laughs> okay, so back to Run, Sweetheart, Run. What is your prediction? I'm going to go with just based on the, the movies that these guys have done or that these producers have done. So they're, the alternate cover, which we saw because I pulled it up like three times on accident. Mm -hmm. They've also done Happy Death Day. Uh, some other ones of these ones are these like meta commentaries. Here's my prediction. I think this is going to be she is uh, a career girl that okay. has had failed relationships and her friends convince her that she needs to give dating on line one more try. And so she matches with a guy on something conveniently close to, but also a very terrible name like Tinder. Cause mm -hmm. that's the thing you can't have good names in these movies no. for your dating thing. They're going to be like, it's, it's splendor or something or splendor. And you're like, what is you're like, well, we could, we had to make it legally distinct or else we'd get sued. <laughs> and, you know, we couldn't say it was swiping. They had to swamp. Uh, <laughs> so she swamps right on this guy. Uh, and they match and she's very charming and they go out on a date. And then uh, I'm going to go with, this is a version of Cinderella. And he is like, she, but she's the perfect victim. 
And so he just spends his night chasing her, trying to be like find his perfect victim. She has to run. Oh, and that's why she's without shoes. Yeah, that, that's why I got Cinderella was the lack of shoes. I didn't make that connection very clear, <laughs> but you picked up because this is why this is why we dominate at those stupid charades games when we yep. go to couples parties. Because uh, I will just throw out weirdly connected things where I'll be like uh, badgers and you'll be like oh you mean hornets and I'm like what everyone's like how did that happen she's like well because Kevin one time yep uh, thought about badgers and he was t- telling me fun facts about badgers and then he mentioned that they'll eat honey and they don't mind getting stung and they don't care and then he also then relates a time where he got stung but it wasn't a bee it was a wasp and he always gets wasps and hornets confused and that's how we came up with hornets and I'm like, yeah, you followed my mind map into insanity. <laughs> and then you'll be like, okay, Kevin, this actor was also in this show. And I'll be like, why the fuck do we play these games? <laughs> we definitely have different mind palaces. That's for sure. Yeah, yours are just, uh, yours is built around six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yep. Except it's like C-list actors from WB shows accurate yeah you're like well i can connect everyone to supernatural somehow um and i'm like that has no use in my life (laughs) you it's like a serial killer string board like in the police uh, and i'll be like i don't did you guys meet fuck none of this makes sense (laughs) we'll put it we'll put it up next to forrest gump's running slash murder board i can track forrest gump murder movie uh better (laughs) than i can track how you get these actors and things okay so my prediction dating gone horribly wrong um i think he's gonna be just a straight-up serial killer that's on the prowl I hope it's not cannibals. We've had too many movies of dating cannibals. You know, it's interesting because when you started with your prediction, uh, I was like, oh, is he going to start like describing fresh? Because that was very much similar to the start of fresh, Um, which fresh was really good. Uh, I don't know if I could watch it again, but it was really good. They Um, ate butts. (laughs) They did. They did. But not in the way millennials do. No, they weren't eating like cake. They were eating like dinner. <laughs> yeah, they did it the way Albert Fish did. Oh, gross. True crime fact. <laughs> All right, Brie, what's your prediction? Um, My prediction is that uh, she is going to be out on a night in the town with her friends. Um, They are taking her out because one of them is a about to get married it's not quite a bachelorette party but they're all like oh this is the you know the last time we'll get to do this before you're off on your wedding or whatever uh but they're friends but they're not bachelorette party friends uh and so she meets a guy at the bar and he flirts with her and they connect really well and they uh, a couple days later, he texts her and he's like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? So they go out to dinner. And um, as he's walking her home, he says, uh, let's play a game. And she goes, OK, well, I like games. Let's do this, thinking it's going to be like 20 questions or something. And he says, OK, uh, I'm going to have you run. And she's like, what do you mean? And he goes, run, sweetheart, run. And then he takes out a knife that he's been hiding in his sports blazer. And she's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. 
and then he go then he like slices her on the arm not not to like hit an artery or anything uh but so she starts she kicks off her heels because that's the first smart thing you got to do if you're going to be running from a creeper uh and she starts booking it and the whole night is just about her uh, trying to stay away from this guy and we all think that when sunup happens she's going to be safe she tries to make it to like a police station a couple times or like a library something that's 24 mcdonald's even 24 7 uh and not since the pandemic he said knowingly and uh nobody nobody takes her seriously everybody thinks she's just a netto because she's not wearing shoes um and no shoes, no shirt, no service. I don't think that's how <laughs> cops work. I don't think they get to. I don't think nine one one has the same rules as seven one one seven eleven. All right. Uh, so, anyways, I think she ends up being a badass and fucks him up, and then she ends with saying, "It's your turn to run," as she slices his head off. Well, that would be defeating the boy. It's your turn to run. Bah, now you can't run. It's not a chance. head cut off. Better at it than he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at making puns. Like he crushed it in the pun game. Um, I would. Okay, so I would follow this. I would love it if it turned out all the way. She's like running and leading him back to her place and uh-huh. it turns out she has a murder like <gasps> shat like wow. she like leads him to this area she's like ha 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 and he's like oh why are we at this old abandoned like you store it place and she's like murder storage unit <laughs> he walks in and it's just like a whole bunch of jars of hearts and she's like you think that you're the first person that's tried to break my heart I'll get yours first and then she rips his heart out and puts Stop it in a jar. making her have to have like a Arnold Schwarzenegger like <laughs> pun murder line where she's like you thought you would steal my heart now I'll steal yours <laughs> and then she takes a bite out of it because you <laughs> If the writers of this movie ever listen to this podcast, please know I know that you're the writer, not me. Yeah, we we respect mostly the work that writers do in movies. Um, we'll we'll punch up a thing or two. Like we got thoughts, but we also understand you shouldn't always listen to us. <laughs> Uh, plus, if you made it this far into the intro, I'm impressed already. <laughs> hell, hell yeah, after the five-minute clicking to get the cover displayed, we're and not bringing you the A-list stuff tonight. Ultimately, I was the one that saved the day. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. If you would have just done it from the start. I couldn't. Yeah, you tried to make me feel valued and included, and what'd you get for it? Nothing but misery. (laughs) All right, Kevin, any other predictions for this? Okay, uh, so I hear my thought. Slutty friend's going to get killed. Okay. Because even though this movie is going to pretend it's sex positive, it's still going to fall on horror movie tropes. Okay. I think there's going to be a scene where somebody gets accidentally drugged. Okay. Or dosed. Okay. Probably the slutty friend dosing somebody else, and so she's like high on Molly and confused. Okay. Okay. And then I think there's going to be a scene where somebody confuses them, someone being attacked. 
uh-huh. for so, like a couple making out or something. Oh, interesting. Those are my predictions. Okay. You got any? Um, I think at one point she's gonna think that she's found a pair of shoes to run in, and then uh, the guy comes up too quickly, and she won't get to keep them. I would, I would love this movie if uh, she was a woman that was very capable of running in heels. Yeah. But they were like high heels, and so she she couldn't understand how the serial killer could keep finding her because she was just click clacking her way through, oh. just like a <laughs> like a horse on cobblestones. She's like, "What's happening?" And he's just click 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 click. He's like, "Why does he keep finding me?" It's because it's like you're Morris goading him. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm actually really excited to watch this movie. Oh. I love. Other prediction. She's going to have to walk across something that's going to cut up her feet. They were going to get a, a broken a die glass hard. die hard movie moment. Oh, okay. Um, I'm excited to watch this. I really enjoyed this actress in Resident Evil. She was also in the new Charlie's Angels with Kristen Stewart. Uh, Not two marks of quality. All right. I, psh- I enjoyed them. They were good. That is not also a mark of quality. <laughs> Come on. We've okay. seen your taste evolve on this podcast so much. <laughs> like to the point where no, nobody should trust us when we give recommendations. We don't even say whether it's good or not. We're just like, ah, watch it because you're gonna see some shit. All right. <laughs> because we understand we've we've ruined uh our palate for this. It's like we've somehow acquired the taste for dreadfulness. No, that's not true. We've watched a lot of good movies because of by its cover. Okay, but uh, how many did we watch that went on to win like Oscars? I don't fucking like movies that are Oscar <laughs> how winners. Many did we watch? Have we watched on this show that have gone on to make money at the box office? Uh, yeah, I exactly. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. That isn't. A, that's not a metric I'm tracking. Yeah, we well because we now look we like. This show has jaded us in a way that now now we have to be uh, we crave like we're like Morlocks, like we're the the sun burns us. Uh, We have to have the bad. I think that we are still very much in the flavor of the point of by its cover, which is we find a cover that's interesting and then we watch it. And everything after that, after the movie has been watched and we come back and talk is just honest. I mean, yeah, it's just, man, I would really love if uh, Meryl Streep, if she could just do more interesting movie covers. <laughs> like if J- Dame Judy Dench fucking make a banger of a horror movie cover. I don't care what you slap it on. Slap that shit on Downton Abbey Part 4. I don't give a shit. I'll watch it if it's a good enough cover for this show. I just like I'm I'm just need I need somebody that's doing something that's not like Malcolm McDowell that's just needing a paycheck. <laughs> I once again I go back to the fact that we've watched several good movies because of this. We watched Wolf Cop. All right, this podcast gave us Wolf Cop. Werewolves Within was really good too. It's given us a lot of wolf-based movies we've enjoyed. It really has. Uh, which we I love know we, axes now in movies. Yeah, hatchets, axes. Um, and we know I, the difference between them. Yeah, I mean, we've learned a lot because of this. Okay, you got me back on the side of this podcast. As no thing. shit, Sherlock. <laughs> well, h- how about we go watch a movie? Yeah, let's go watch a movie. <laughs> Thank you.
And we're back, having just watched Run, Sweetheart, Run. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun one. You got to be like, how do you say that? You're you like, run, sweetheart, run. Or yeah, you're like, run, sweetheart, run. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that those words are said in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Run, sweetheart, run. We should have kept a tally every time. <laughs> um, they actually used the word run in. Oh, okay, so first of all, what did we snack on during this movie? Uh, we ordered Chinese food. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't all that great. Great wall. More like eh, it was OK wall. <laughs> um, I how would you classify this movie? It was like horror. horror? <laughs> I mean, it's a horror movie. Um, it's a straight up supernatural horror. Yes. And yeah, that's a good. Yep. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I, there was nothing thrilling. Um, you know, I shouldn't say that. There was nothing in the thriller genre that was in this. Because um, the cat and mouse game is, is stock in horror. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I, just, um, I, would, I would say it's a supernatural horror, which actually kind of surprised me. Yeah, me too. Uh, I definitely thought it it was going to start out to be. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Fresh, which I kind of mentioned in the intro. Mm -hmm. uh, we were both kind of right in our predictions. Uh, you said career girl. I said date. Uh, and it was both actually yeah, um, she wasn't on the apps no she was not on the apps uh she and she wasn't she one of the apps no cannibals no 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 well uh i guess no yeah um okay so her name is sheree mm -hmm. uh and she was played by ella balinska uh she did an awesome job in my opinion um Kevin, do you want to give a quick summary? Sure. Uh, so Cherie is a paralegal slash assistant for a law firm. Mm -hmm. And she is studying to get into law school or is working to get into law school. And she gets a phone call from her boss played by uh, it's Clark Gregg, right? I think so. Yeah, Clark Gregg. But he plays Agent Coulson in yeah, all, yeah. the Marvel Universe. Yeah, so and he says, you know, how did how could you have screwed me like this? You scheduled a business meeting with my oldest client the same night as my anniversary dinner. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't remember doing it, which actually I do have a question about okay. um, later on for you. Uh, she doesn't remember doing it. And so he says, well, you're going in my place. And so she goes, she thinks she's going to be meeting this stuffy old guy. And she ends up meeting a, a handsome uh in the style of a, a character that has 50 monochromatic colors. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's very much like, I'm like, oh, come on. And then the, the movie actually starts. It's played by the guy that I haven't seen him in too much else. He played uh, Huron Greyjoy. Yes, on uh, Game of Thrones. A Game of Thrones, which I also, like, as the movie progressed, I was like, dude, can this guy only play, like, crazy people? Is it, are you, like, is he getting typecast <laughs> into, like, Gary Oldman in the early 90s? Where they're like, we need a crazy guy that can go zero to 60. Get Gary on stage. <laughs> so he was also in Ghost in the Shell, which we've seen. Uh, he was in Overlord. 
Was he? So, Who's he an overlord? Uh, Captain War Waffner. Was he the bad guy in it? And we just never, I never pieced that together. I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Now I got to kind of watch Overlord again. Well, um, we've been meaning to anyways. We have. We keep threatening to do it. Yeah. But we're like, but it's sad because World War Two. So he's actually <laughs> been in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, And he's been in some German things. So that's. <laughs> that makes it sound like he did porn and he's just like ashamed of it. He's no, been no, in no. Some German films, if you know I'm, what I mean. I'm just looking at his IMDb page um, and. and yes. The so further- he plays. I'm sorry. The further, further back, back you, you go, the further back you go, the the more German things get. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so. Ugh. Nobody needs to dig into that history. All right. Yeah. Uh, so he plays Ethan. Was that the character's name? Yes, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan. Which also, if you, that's going to be your villain for, I'm like, dude, I, I'm not going to go out to an Ethan. I want to go out no. to a name I respect. Um, well, I'm sure that that wasn't his origin name, babe. I don't. Oh, could you imagine? He's like supposed to be the evil embodiment of toxic masculinity, and he's just Ethan. Ethan. <laughs> I summon from the darkness. Ethan. Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey guys, uh, yeah, yeah, women's rights, best joke ever, right? <laughs> I'm Ethan. Anyways, I'm gonna be over at the snack trays. So. Um, this, yeah, so they have a delightful date. Yeah. And, and uh, a dancing number. Okay, so he takes her to this. Yeah, which also reminded me of Fresh. Uh, um, because there's a part of Fresh where uh, the two two leads dance in a really creepy mm-hmm. way. And this also happened yeah. in this movie. I, um, I think it's I think it's because us, us audiences are so trained into like the movie like what has to happen in these movies that we read into a lot of like, Oh, this is very creepy. Like any foreshadowing that the movie gives you, you're like, yeah, yeah, of course I see it. Like, yeah, I know he's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're so tr- conditioned to be like, yeah, okay. That's yeah. He's evil. Right. Like, cause uh, I get to, there's a scene at dinner where he like loses it over a lady's dog. Yeah. Which the minute <clears throat> that a dog didn't like him, I'm like, that guy's that guy is fucked up. So to be fair, in the context of the story, he gives a reason for why, and it makes sense. He's like, "Yeah, I got bit by a dog when I was little, and I got forty-eight stitches, so now I'm nervous around dogs." Which would be a totally rational thing. But again, because like how we are with movies, we're like, "Yeah, red flag. Yeah. Dogs don't like him." I've seen the Terminator. I know what happens <laughs> then. All right. Yeah. Um. So. Ethan and Cherie. Um, first of all, Cherie has a daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Luz, uh, L-U-Z-E. And uh, Cherie and the father, Trey, are no longer together. Um, and Luz is the cutest little kid. Oh, my gosh. Um, but she's she's been she found a babysitter for the night because uh, she didn't anticipate going out to dinner. But Luce is uh, used throughout the movie as kind of a dangling threat. And um, it's not s- super intertwined, but it's well peppered in uh, throughout the night as she meets and escapes, meets and escapes, like catch and release with Ethan. Um so 
they have dinner at the sushi place, which is like a super fancy sushi place. So when that lady's dog was there, I was like, I can't imagine that this is the type of place that would allow a dog. And it, it was a bit, I mean, it was like a medium sized dog too. It wasn't like a little shit kicker. It was That's so disrespectful of, to little dogs. It's not their fault. They're tiny, Brie. <laughs> um, I just was very surprised that I, I mean, I get why they had to do it for it to be a plot point, but I'm like, I don't think a, a fancy restaurant like that would allow a dog in. I, I think if you're rich enough, you find out there are no rules. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, again, the language of movies <laughs> tells us that's totally possible. Uh, they have a delightful date. Um, she, he goes, they take her, he takes her back to their house and he tries to convince her to come in for a drink. Um, she says no at first. And then he says, you know what? I tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to set along because she says, I'm, I have a babysitter. I have to go take care of my kid. Uh, and also I have to be up early in the morning and I don't want to have to worry about it. And he's like, well, what time do you, is your, do you have to get up? And she's like six 30. He's like, okay, well I'll set an alarm at six for six 30. So I wake up just as uh, early as you. And I feel just as bad. And she's like, well, but your phone says you already have one set for five twenty-five, which later becomes a, <laughs> uh, uh, which he, dis- he disables oh. too at that time. That's why he later on never gets a notification. Interesting. I didn't yeah. catch that. Because he says, oh, that must have been a mistake. And he deletes it. <laughs> um, and it turns out, like, then they go inside. You, we don't see what happens. It's, cra- it's it really, actually, I think I, one of my favorite shots in this movie is mm-hmm. it's uh, the camera is almost treated as a third person following into the house. Mm-hmm. And you think it's going to follow them both in. And he just turns and like looks at the camera, fourth walls it, and then just like puts his hand out telling it to stop. In the name of love. And then love. (laughs) Well, and then the music even stops. It's playing. Mm -hmm. And he go like he goes in and shuts the door and the camera's just frozen on that door as we can hear kind of them starting to. It sounds like getting intimate. And then all of a sudden it starts sounding very violent. Yeah. And then it goes on for, I think, about um, 30, 45 seconds. Uh-huh. And then she comes out bloodied. Um, and then that's the first time we get run sla- or slammed on the screen. Yeah, with an exclamation point. You know how important exclamation yeah. points are in my life. It was So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so, But we'll speed up the, the summary here. Because basically it turns into a series of events where uh, Shuri is... Uh, like chased by this character Ethan's revealed to be an angel or a demon or you know some evil entity that is basically bent on and this is the only critique I have of this movie his plot is just finding powerful ups like women that are on the up and coming Mm -hmm. and being having them sacrificed to him to maintain male dominance yeah I mean there's an overarching theme of you know, yeah, it, it just, I'm like, I don't know. Did this one need to have a, like, this guy's in charge of all patriarchal bullshit? I mean, it's nice to have a, a singular face, too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm like, the bigger horror is that, like, yeah, you, this is just, it is, you know, it like, is. this male privilege thing is just, yeah, we did this to us. Uh, <laughs> there was, there was no, like, it kind of, like, uh, it reminded me of Wonder Woman where they're, like, Oh, Ares is making everyone fight, and then like the war doesn't end. Yeah. <laughs> World War One doesn't end. She's like, 
well, fuck, man. It turns out you guys are dicks. Um, <laughs> what, uh, like 30 years later, you're going to do another one of these? What the shit, guys? <laughs> um, yeah, that, so that's the only critique I have about it. Where I was like, oh, you couldn't just like it because it could have been perfectly like he's this evil monster in L.A. that needs women to be sacrificed to him. Because then it's you know, and you can still maintain most of the metaphor, but being like he's responsible for it all is like, all right, dial it down. So one of the main things that we have not talked about yet is the use of Cherie's. Yeah. Lady time. Oh, uh, yeah. So she uh, she is having Shark Week. <laughs> She's being visited by her aunt. Flo. Flo yeah. Um, she is riding the cotton ponies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she's enjoying the menses. I gotta tell you, I thought it, I was actually really—I um, wouldn't necessarily pleased. Well, maybe a little bit pleased to see that her period is a good portion of like plot movement in this movie. So, so as a dude with very limited experience with periods. Uh, I did find it amusing because like as I'm watching this movie, the most horrible thing to me is like she has to she has like no access to these relatively. Yeah, like, there's such an inconvenience. I'm like, we should change this guy. Guys, mm-hmm. do you know this is bad? We should yeah. do, we really should do something, guys. <laughs> and then uh, like all the women are like, yeah, we get it. And I'm just like, wow, this is boy. Howdy uh, demons. And there's an extra tax on tampons. That's why yeah pick pick one you get one you get demons or you get tampy taxes i i really did appreciate the struggle because the first time you find out she's on lady time uh she's getting ready for this date she's got her one-year-old who's standing in the bathroom with her as she's getting ready and she's like trying to find a tampon a, a super size for those that don't know that's green and the daughter has the last one so she, she has a she has a heavy flow it does mean that I and no the daughter daughter chucks it in the toilet and it's like oh my god we've Am, all wait, i'm gonna ask this uh this is for our male listener yeah so when they give sizes of tampons uh-huh um this is gonna gonna show my ignorance at 36 years old okay does that correspond to the size of the vagina or the amount you of liquid shut it can up. You do not you do not ask that question. You're fucking with me, right? I I I always assume people that because condoms no, go in sizes. No. It's all about how much flow a tampon can take. Dude. I'm so glad I don't like as a guy, knowing how guys operate. One, if it was a size thing, we'd all brag. We'd all just be wandering <laughs> around, just bow-legged because we were trying to cram the giantest tampons inside of us. <laughs> we're just like, I got the extra super max one. That's why I have to walk like John Wayne. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to be better for in that case for us to have the big. I don't. I don't know how we. But also now knowing that it's it's about liquid. Do you know how many of us would be like, uh, I'm out of tampons? And John, why are you out of tampons? Because I put them in water to see how much they'd soak up, like yeah. the little shrinky dinkies with the dinosaur pellets. Uh, <laughs> in hindsight, probably wasn't my best move. <laughs> Trying to make sea monkeys out of tampons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah oh god yeah really i like my, my apologies that biology is a cruel mistress it is but it picked the right sex because we would have been like <laughs> it would have just been crimson snail trails around society oh, gross. um so she is she wears this dress that's on the cover of the movie uh it's not particularly sexy i mean she's got some a cold shoulder stuff going on she's not showing any cleavage like she's got a respect it is not a slutty or inviting dress you know what i'm saying she just looks nice and later he references oh well you put on this sexy dress for me and it's like um i mean it it's a pretty dress yeah but it's not yeah, it's not some, like she's walking the streets and and hanging out on the corner. There's some revisionist history on his part about how the events of the night unfold. So here's my question for you. She's yeah. on her period. Okay. At one point, um, it, they make it very clear throughout the movie that one of the reasons why he keeps being able to find her mm -hmm. is because he can smell her blood. Because yes. he's like a bear when you're out camping. Yeah. Um, Which is why I thought he was a werewolf for a hot minute. Yeah. You did all the way until the end where like, I don't know when they specifically had said already that he's a demon. <laughs> we get to the end of the movie and you're like, wait, so he's not a werewolf? Yeah. Bree, the movie has told you what he, that, that was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a twist. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what twist do you expect? Angel <laughs> was the twist. Um, but uh, so uh, she she runs back to her boss that set him up and it, the boss um props to clark Gregg on that because he played definitely james. the huh james yeah he yeah, played okay, a guy james, named character, james. yeah he plays the heck out of that guy that's like oh i would have done something about this if i would have known but mm -hmm. really like he's in I, and again this movie i'm like okay all your characters that are shitty are these like two-dimensional people like there's no nuance to why they're but anyways uh, he you find out he's been sacrificing women to Ethan. A lot. Yeah, but I was curious if, since it was this specific day, he didn't have it on the books and plan. There's lots of different ways he could have done this. Did he know it was her period? Okay, so had that's James what I... Been, has James been tracking her flow? That is exactly what I was wondering, because that's why I thought he was a werewolf for so long, because it looked like the women that James were sacrificing to Ethan, uh, it was like a monthly basis. And I was wondering if it was lining up with the flow or the full moon. And that's why I was like, is it a werewolf thing? Is it a, it, it, but I, I do wonder if it was somehow James had, or at this point, because he'd done it so many times, he, he knew like the signs for Cherie being in that time of the month yeah. uh, and it was planned uh, he added it to his calendar afterwards because she was on his calendar when she looked in his office uh, after she had showered at his place and changed in the clothes his wife had given her yeah yeah well I, I, I just, just I was curious if like that was part of the plan or this was just a weird happenstance that it started at the same time so I, yeah I, I, I was like oh that's that's one of those interesting little like things that this movie does. Cause there are some really cool little foreshadowing elements, some really interesting things. Mm -hmm. um, so she, anyways, she basically meets different people. Um, 
it's funny this movie tries to get these like girl power moments mm-hmm. going or like these solidarity moments i thought it was interesting so there was this um not to read into the metaphors of movie yeah so uh this was another point in which i was right she does go to a police station and it's absolutely no help to her so yeah. when she first leaves or runs out of ethan's house uh she is in a pretty affluent neighborhood uh they very much like don't help her she finally like rounds a block and uh stops in front of a theater and there's two girls there and she's looking haggard i mean she had the shit beat out of her her mascara is running all down her face everything's ripped she's shoeless i mean she clearly looks upset and like she's been through something and these two girls she asks to borrow their cell phone so she can call her babysitter because she wants to check on her daughter. Doesn't know the babysitter's number. Totally realistic yeah. in this year of our, you know, calendar 2022. And in the year of our calendar. Well, I didn't want to say Lord. I know. It was just weird that you went for it and you're like, but I don't want to. So year of right. our calendar. No, not a hard right. Hard um, left. Hard yeah. left. Almost like you were trying to be so progressive that you, you jumped over yourself. I don't even know what you did there. Um, And so the two girls uh, call 911 for her. And you can hear, you can't hear the cop side, but the girls like, uh, it's not imita- intimate. What is the word that I'm looking for? imply imply that she might be on something and so sheree who's just been abused the next scene you see her she's in jail having been booked and arrested because they think she's drunk in public Mm -hmm. um also did you note uh who helps her in this movie and who doesn't uh, white women are not allies in this movie until you no. get to the ravers. There's a group yeah. of raving girls. So this movie, like, and when I talk about how symbolism works in movies, like, I think there's very clearly like, hey, uh, these women will pretend to be your allies because both the women at the theater and James's wife mm-hmm. pretend or they provide very surface level Ooh, support. Limited support. Um, and then, like the only, the first physical support she gets, um, is a as a, a a group of people that are mixed race, uh, uh, LGBTQ, and it goes horrible for that group. Like they just get yeah. massacred. But it's like okay, well, that's where the solidarity is because there's not going to be support from the white people in this which again i'm like this is such a fascinating movie as far as how it codes some of the messages and the, the mm-hmm. morality in it and uh i thought it i thought that was very funny too i like how uh, james's response was like well if i weren't a lawyer i would have i would respond more uncivilized and you're like yeah. <laughs> all right bro like you know i'm like okay yeah again this is like like that excuse for having inaction in in that bullets Oh, we can't do that. Yeah. Um, but also, I thought it was kind of funny because one of the points uh, when she's in prison, a prostitute is like, oh, you're marked because this happened to my friend. And uh, she's like, uh, I'm getting out of here. 
and she they mention that the guy controls men that ethan controls men but he mm-hmm. doesn't in every scene like he controls the cops uh, he controls a lot of white men. Yeah, but like he doesn't control Trey, who is right. Or if, or if he did, like he rips off Trey's head at one point, and he's yeah. like, "Come on, <laughs> you guys fucking didn't see this coming." <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah, he's like, "It would have um, been weird if I didn't." So there's a lot of interactions that she has throughout the night. Uh, some of them are are bring back your faith in humanity some of them take it away it's a very good ebb and flow pace of the the chase and catch chase and catch the movie does a good job i feel like of um balancing the supernatural horror element this this Mm -hmm. character that is hunting her and he's this supernatural predator i actually wish they would have had more of that um a little bit yeah because you got this guy that's just chewing scenery every time he's on screen yeah. and you just they, they like they don't use him quite as much as I think they should but then they also have several moments of like the horror is not and this is what I, I parts I enjoy too is the horror is not the supernatural creature it's how awful humans are to each other there's a scene where she's dressed and the guy's saying she's dressed like a soldier and she's it's like a stalin uniform it's like a yeah, russian it's, soldier it's uniform. very like fashion it's got yeah. the it's got the glitzy shoulder pads it's it's soldier-esque but yeah. you know it's it's very clearly fashion it isn't uh what is that called when they when the people just buy the stolen stuff. valor yeah, that. It's not a stolen yeah. valor situation. Yeah, and he tries to do that too. He's like, well, I didn't see you when I was fighting in Afghanistan. Because if and- I would have, and he like starts to get all up in her business and like take it off, you know? Yeah, that, well, it, it was that weird, like he's threatening her because he's in a position of power, but then it also turns sexual because yeah. that's, you know? And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a horrible experience. And then she gets rescued by women because the kind of the plot of this movie is women have to watch out for or help women. I mean, there's a lot going on throughout this yeah. whole thing. The, the politics of this movie uh, are fascinating. I just, I, my only critique is sometimes how well they're executed. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, at a certain point, like, that's some, those are some heavy topics you're dealing with. You're dealing yes. with, you know, gender issues that stem back from, um, Ever. A long time, long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like so, there was one point where the they meet first the first lady, maybe the first lady where she's supposed to be like the the counterpart to Ethan, and she's like, "Oh, you think? Uh, you know, he spent spreads a lot of eyes. You, you think a- Adam or Eve came out of Adam's rib cage? Try the other way around." I'm like that. <laughs> the story's still weird. Okay, that's the story. Still got a lot. Like you still were taking out ribs, man. That's still the problem. Like. <laughs> cool that doesn't make it better (laughs) (laughs) so um i don't want to give away the whole movie uh i did i oh do you want to talk about who the hero was in this movie the 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 person that you're the thing that made me have to stop watching it oh yeah break out my phone and research for you you don't you're not even going to mention that huh she was beautiful and so sweet um the hero of this movie was a thick beautiful girl and she was a protector 
and she was a little pit bull. Oh my god! You say it's a dog sooner, otherwise it sounds like you're like, I like them thick, thick protector types. She was so lovely. Yeah, a pit bull really carried a lot of weight in this movie for Brie. She was, she was a good girl. Yeah, but then Brie makes me stop, so I have to go to DoesTheDogDie.com. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, are are you kidding me? This like. Just watch it. You're already going to have to finish it for the podcast. And she's like, no, no, you find out now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I want to just finish this. And you're like, do it. And you're like, I don't, you got like, you're like consternated. Like you're going to hold your breath at me thing. I'm like, that's just, you just pass out. I, and I still could finish the movie. This isn't hurting me. So the dog did not die. And she was, she was beautiful and perfect. you you have to there's a part of me every time that wants to be like i'm gonna tell her the opposite <laughs> that's so mean <laughs> yeah well look it up on your own sometime i i do sometimes but you know i was very emotionally invested in her she'd been on the screen for like a whole five seconds yeah i was gonna say you already had like i will die for this dog yeah she was perfect <laughs> um so there there were a lot of great parts about this movie. I I know this sounds so weird, but it was very refreshing to see uh, the struggle of finding a tampon out in the wow. wild. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it, to have a tampon be like the MacGuffin that drives this plot was crazy. Even one part she like uses the tampon to destroy. It was so funny because there's this part where like he's just like being menacing and creepy and then he turns and gets hit by a car which i thought was hilarious that was amazing <laughs> was like yeah don't stand in the road jackass uh don't go to the car the car's home and then be surprised <laughs> when he comes home yeah uh, but like she takes a minute to uh like try to get away from him so she pulls out her tampon which this movie had some of the most uncomfortable reaching into their pants scenes i've seen uh-huh. since louis ck's special Evan. uh <laughs> And she like whirls it around and throws it in a truck bed. And then you just see like he gets up from being run over and he's just like smelling the air. And he's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> and he like takes off after it with the weirdest walk too. like he like it was very Robocop, robotic, like vaudevillian, like turn and walk, like still looking at the camera like, ha Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I could think of is like, was he like knew she was there and was like, I'm going to go tampon hunting i don't think so because he i think it was more like he was reconstituting himself yeah you'd be stiff too if you just got <laughs> hit by a car you're really, oh man my neck is oh that's gonna kill me in the morning i guess i just <laughs> won't look right oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh so i don't Bree, would you recommend this movie i absolutely would recommend this movie um i it was enjoyable it was uh it wasn't it wasn't genre shattering for me. I mean, it's kind of no. a, it was like a comedy-esque kind of, not even a comedy yet, but it's kind of, um, it reminded me a bit of It Follows, which I loved It Follows. You didn't. No. It Follows is the artsy version of this movie. Yeah. Um, whereas this is kind of, I like I said, this is this is a Bloomhouse movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think I would have leaned more into the camp, honestly. Um, uh, or I would have also, um, I don't know. I think you could have upped the horror factor of this with Ethan, not necessarily just Ethan being a physical threat to her. Cause he does mm-hmm. good at that. But like, what's that mean? He controls men. Like, how does that, 
point out how the system fucks over these people. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a great point, Kevin. Uh, I think that what, one of the things that impressed me most about this movie was the ability to cause tension off screen. It was very Shakespearean uh, in the fact that, you know, a lot of the violence that happened, uh, you just heard it and then saw the aftermath. And even when he turned into his original form, like you didn't get to see it. It was very theater of the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very impressed with that. It didn't feel um, it didn't feel gimmicky for some reason. It just it it understood the impact that your mind can have on those kind yeah. of situations. And that was very well done. Yeah. In my opinion. Why well, I was actually wondering if when he's doing that, because in the church, he's transforming. I always wondered, what if it's not hideous? Like, what oh. if that's the the big reveal is like, or it would have been the big reveal is like, he's, because she says an angel that kind of was supposed to guide and lead humanity. And he basically decided the best way to do that was making sure dudes were in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be interesting if he was just like, yeah, I look, I'm an angel. Like that totally undermines your faith because some of your faith believes in subjugation of women, you know? Yeah. But I, I, and maybe that's also part of my thing is like, I'm like, this movie doesn't pull punches in certain places where it's a pro, like where they are like, yeah, we can get away with this, but doesn't take the shot where I'm like, but the religious thing is a bigger, like boot on the neck of women in some cases than, this other issue you know or like one has stemmed from the other yeah but and they kind of paid it lip service how do you how do you encompass all the things it would have been a different movie Uh, i mean it would to a certain extent or it would have been it would have become an a24 film you know it would have become the artsy film i thought this was a very good uh vehicle for a lot of issues while still being enjoyable and Mm -hmm. Uh, it kept me on the edge of my seat. I was invested in the characters. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say, though, guys, uh, watch it with a woman or a, mm-hmm. a female presenting person or just uh, somebody that's got a different gender identity than you. Because the, 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 it's night and day difference what we take away from the movie. Like, Absolutely. Normally, sometimes you get the more analytical shift on a movie or the more like in a, like uh, this time I did it just because. I'm like, oh, I'm not necessarily connecting with this female character. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily supposed to because of different experiences. But for you, it resonates better as a horror movie because you're like, yeah, we've, I yeah. have these <laughs> series of experiences that make it very uncomfortable for me. It's just a good reminder of like how much uh, representation in films matter because not every film is going to resonate with you. Right. In the same way. So that's why it's important that it resonates with someone else. It might resonate with them more. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I, I don't, I got a little bit tired uh, every time in the movie, they would have these moments where like, there'd be like girl power moments, you know, like they make fun of in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And th- then those women would just get fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, like they all get together. The, the, the su- suspiciously interracial gang, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where also I thought it was really weird. Cause I'm like, man, they're supposed to be presenting Trey as this like good guy now. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, yeah, guns and all this shit uh, just open out in the open in his house. Uh, samurai swords just chilling. 
I thought that was cool. Yeah, but uh, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is a little bit interesting. Um, and again, like the movie is doing it very much to get image this specific image for you, right? Um, but they like have this moment where like, oh, let's fuck this guy up, and then it doesn't work, and then she's saved by the ravers, and the ravers are like, this is the year of the woman, and car accident, yeah, yeah, and kills them all, you know, and it's just you're like, oh. What's the movie trying to tell me with that? Other than the fact that, like, don't don't express pride. Like, don't have any. <laughs> if you guys have it, a rallying cry, you're all dead. Right. You know that, right? <laughs> I think it was more that, you know, Cherie, despite all of these obstacles, kept going. Oh, yeah. She's supposed to be a badass. But I just thought, I thought it was interesting. The movie builds to these moments and then they're like, ah, we'll undercut them. And I'm almost wondering, like, hey and again i'm like is there when you're putting this together is they're like well yeah you can say this is the year of the women but this like hurdle of at this point this guy is is like the institution of Mm -hmm. the patriarchy or masculinity it's a fucking immovable object how do you how do you hit that yeah um Um, yes i guess that's one way to look at it for sure I, i was like yeah uh I was like, he's going to win. Like, he's been doing patriarchy for a while. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's got some tricks. It's uh, interesting because you said uh, Cherie was a badass, but really, Cherie, to me, yes, is a badass in the fact that she's a survivor. She There's not really ever a point where she really fucks anyone up. She's no. just, she is doing what she can to survive and protect her daughter. And um, I think that that was really cool too, because it just was very much like, I am a woman and I can get this done and I'm going to keep going despite all of these obstacles. And actually to jump in, it's an interesting point you make because uh, she gets her tarot read and the guy's like, you're this unstoppable badass. And Ethan even's like, Hey, you got above your place. And look at what she actually does. She doesn't. Yeah. It was just an excuse, almost like Ethan is justifying mm-hmm. why I'm doing this to you. Like, because the only thing she does is she does her job. Yep. Um, And I think it is, I agree with you 100%. It is refreshing that somebody makes a feminist character that's strong, that isn't just a guy with like, like female clothes on you know right. Ripley I think does it badass in Aliens um, mm-hmm. where she kind of like defines her stance as this maternal figure but it's powerful you have these moments and I think Cherie does a very good job in this where it's like I'm not she can't fight it yeah in fact she tries to and it goes very poorly yeah I mean she gets beat up several times yeah. and she just her thing is she she's like Rocky of, yeah. uh, of demon encounters man she just gets back up yeah, yeah, I mean, great. She's just like, oh, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> uh, so, Kevin, what would you do to change the cover of this movie? Hmm. You know, this one's a little bit tricky. Uh, I kind of actually like the cover the way it is. I, I, I think it. Uh, I think it does a good job. Um, I don't like the one where it's her with her back to us running away. Yeah. Um. One also that implies that you're Ethan, which is yeah. Kind of that was I was just gonna say. I'm like um, that implies that you're the aggressor. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah. I just I don't care for that one as much. Um, I, I don't quite know what I would change. Um, 
I think that I think I would keep it pretty much as it is. I maybe would eliminate the city backdrop because the city actually doesn't really play that much of a part in it. Right. Um, but yeah, what would you change? Um, I think I would keep her running, uh, but I would have her running towards sunrise. Oh, yeah. Since uh, really what we learned to the takeaway here is no when dawn is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- I think that that's how I would change the cover is just to add an element of her running towards the sunrise. Uh, I think that overall the cover is I mean, it did exactly what it's supposed to do. It intrigued us. It brought us into the movie. Uh, we were already like concerned about her. Uh, I think it did a good job of setting the stage of making us care more about Cherie just simply based on the cover. Because uh, we knew when we first met her that, you know, this night is not going to go as great for her as as she's hoping. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially, did you also, this is stupid. You know, like, Cherie is sweetheart in French. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That Did they do that? And I, I, had, I had Googled it. I was like, is it French? And they're like, yeah, it's like just basically a term of affection, like darling or sweetheart. Yeah. And I was like, um, okay. It was... I really enjoyed the, like I said, I enjoyed a lot of this movie. Uh, So highly recommend, even though we've given away some things, it's still a a good movie to watch as a whole. Uh, Both your leads do good in it. They're both entertaining. Um, It's actually got a pretty fleshed out cast. Uh, You'll recognize some other character actors that are in it. Um, I hope that we get to see more from Shanna, Shauna. Shauna? I don't Fest? know. I'm not jumping in on this one. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us what you have going next? Uh, director <laughs> here and uh, come on our podcast and we'll talk about this movie because we we loved it. We want to know more. <laughs> threatening them. Like, get in here. Get in. Yeah. Defend some stuff. Uh, tell, us, tell us how to say your name. I mean, I could have Googled it beforehand if I would have been thinking. Um, hey man, we just learned basic French on this one. Okay, <laughs> so we're we're high fiving ourselves. We're like, did you see the symbolism? And this movie's called Run, Sweetheart, Run. And the main character's name translates sweetheart. to Sweetheart. <laughs> Next, you'll find out uh, Mr. Pink, bit of a coward, bit of a softy in Reservoir Dogs. I don't know what that's that... a fun fact. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never quit a podcast until this moment. <laughs> uh, okay. It's a bye. It's cover. <laughs> bye. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kevin underscore egg. And you can find me on the internet at KevinEggleston.com with some upcoming dates and stuff. You can also find him on Patreon forward slash Kevin Eggleston. That gets you an exclusive podcast. Yes. Yeah. Growing Fonder. Um, 
So you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Tumblr at By It's Covered Pod. You can find us on Facebook, By It's Covered Podcast. And you can find us also on YouTube uh, forward slash at By It's Covered Pod uh, to see the video version of this podcast. And we just want to end with uh, comedy is the new sex. Comedy is the new sex. 